0: Hi, this is Kate Sherman. Hi, I'm Jane Barthen, and we're here to talk to you about what the, the hell, hell is elder care. Hey, Jane. Hey, Thanks Kate. for joining me. How are you doing today? Happy to join you. Doing well, thank you. A little bit of aging going on here, but I'll be okay. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it in my knees, I feel it in my elbows, I feel it in my hands. What about you? A little bit in my thumbs, a little bit in my neck, but always good. Good, good. Well, happy to hear that. Jane, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself?
1: I am actually, from an educational professional standpoint, a clinical social worker. I have had wonderful experiences, 44 years. I recently retired from my last venture, which was with a hospice company, Gallagher Hospice. I went to graduate school from nursing school so that I could um, work a little bit more with the psychological um, and psychosocial aspects of individuals during crisis, during medical times and during aging. Mm -hmm. And I've worked in Pittsburgh my whole life um, at several different hospitals. And then I decided, it may have been a midlife crisis, I'm not sure, but I went and got my nursing home administrator's license and my personal care home administrator's license Uh to look at quality of life in facilities and to see if I could make a difference. So I did that, and then I thought for the closeout of my career, I would go into hospice work and I went into hospice work and had um, wonderful experience being a hospice team member. So who did you work for at the end? I worked for Gallagher Hospice and I worked for Family Hospice. Both I had
0: inpatient hospice and I had outpatient hospice. Mm-hmm. So you know whenever somebody would come up and ask you, hey Jane, why do you want to be a social worker, We, you really you really lived by that. You wanted to help care for people, correct? I did, I did very much.
1: I liked that better than the nursing component of just the actual, although I've always respected the nursing profession and my brother is a nurse, Mm -hmm. but I I just really liked working with, with the psychosocial aspects of individuals as they do life transitions. What about you, Kate? Your life has been in the profession of social work as well.
0: Actually, that's how Jane and I met through Gallagher Home Care. And I think actually we had met before that. Um, But yes, uh, I too am a master's level social worker, licensed, of course. Um, Actually, before that, a little fun fact, I was uh, an archaeology major and (laughs) uh, I kind of didn't feel like working with the bones anymore and wanted to work with the living. So I ended up getting my MSW and um, at Pitt. And uh, basically I started in the field of medical social work in Houston. Well, that incorrect. I started at the FOR McKees Rocks with uh, Father Regis Ryan, who's a dedicated individual to helping all, all ages. Um, and I took his lead and continued with my desire to be a social worker and uh, ended up in Houston, Texas. And then from Houston, came back to Pittsburgh with my three kids and I ended up as a social worker at Gallagher Home Care. And I am also a medical advocate and elder care specialist with Lytle Employee Assistance Program. I learned about medical advocacy through my parents who we're in are about 67 when they both passed. And I found that I had to be their advocates uh, in the hospital. Uh, my mother had a heart condition. My dad had lung cancer. And I had to learn about making sure that they were no longer a patient number, but they were actually treated as as individuals, somebody's mom, somebody's dad. And I wanted to make sure that the medical staff was aware of how important they were to me and that they were being treated as such. So let me applaud you as being an advocate. Thank and you. And
1: I say that because in the different settings that I've been in, whether it's been in an acute care hospital setting, in a nursing home, out in the field, um, end-of-life care, right. I think there is still sometimes the word social worker doesn't always have a positive connotation. Right. But I got to tell you, everybody knows what an advocate does because you want advocacy, mm-hmm. because you don't know who to trust. You know, it's just like people truly, and with all due respect to the car industry, oh, I don't know, I don't trust them anymore when you go to buy a new car, or I don't trust this, I don't trust that. The same in healthcare.
0: Mm-hmm. Who
1: can you trust? Right, right. And who knows? Right what they're talking about when providing some very important education and information to folks that are really, really in transition or in a
0: crisis in their life. So thank you for what you do. And thank you for what you do, Jane. Um, I know how many lives you have touched professionally and through family, so thank you very much. So that brings us to why we are here today to talk to you because I think our goal is to what, Jane? What, what do we want to focus on? You know,
1: well, what we want to really do is rid your mind of the old age taboos of aging. I think everything is so negative and an avoidance to the aging process that we all know is going to occur, Kate. We're right. never going to escape it. Right. So I think what we want to do is we want to do that with the three E's of elder care, and why don't you go ahead and talk about the three
0: E's? Absolutely. So I think, and Jane and I have talked about this, the three important E's of aging is definitely to educate. We want to educate you. We want to make you aware of, of what is out there, what agencies are out there, or who you're going to see, what professional, if you have a fall, You know, we want to educate you on the financial aspects of aging. We want to empower you, empower you in the field of aging, helping you to navigate what you should know about it. It's really important to me, and I always tell my clients this, is that I want them to have a plan, an aging plan, A, B, C, and D. You know, A is definitely being independent, living at home, and D could be, unfortunately, ending up at a nursing community. Um, and what do you think about experience, Jane? Well, the re- the thing that I like to
1: do in terms of what where I think I benefit people as well as you would, Kate, is the experience I've had in all aspects of care. And I think, and we're going to talk about this in another session, you know, about aging in place. What does that mean? You already mentioned resources. Mm-hmm. You already mentioned, I, I just think that we need to focus on positivity of aging if we possibly can and and not go down that rabbit hole, Kate. I, I agree. I mean, I think all of us in our own way can quote unquote have a bad day. Yeah. Or we can have a bad couple of days. People right. might say, I've got a black cloud following me. I've had a bad week. Right. The bottom line is, Can we pull ourselves out of that to realize some blessings, some positive aspects, and some good that we have in our lives, Mm -hmm. and maybe some interventions to go ahead and find that instead of everything that's
0: changing, and changing, if you will, our quality of life. I agree, because, you know, have you ever noticed the older you get, you know, you're in your 30s, and you get together with your friends, and you talk about going out to bars and having fun, or hiking, doing activities, and then the 40s about kids growing up, the 50s about kids growing up, and then your anticipation of turning 60, right? And then you hang out with your friends, you're all in their 60s now, or 70s, what do you talk about? Oh my God, you should have heard me last night, I had so much pain in my knee, (laughs) you know, um, boy, you know, I feel like I'm getting old, right? And a lot of people will say to you, it's hell to get old, right? Or you're sitting around the table with your friends and you're like, well, Susie, Joe, you know, passed away last night. You know, did you hear that so-and-so has cancer? So there's a lot of that, I wouldn't call it negativity, but I think it's more of a focus on the sadness or the negative changes on our bodies. Would or the you say? fear, the some fears.
1: fears. You're right. I I will tell you. Um, I recently retired. Mm-hmm. It was very hard for me to make that move. As a matter of fact, I retired. Then I went back full time into the workforce. Right. Because I just didn't feel right. Well, a lot of people, Kate, would say to me, how did it feel to retire, especially when I was, you know, in the role of always moving, being with patients, collaborating with other healthcare professionals. And I said to a friend of mine, when she said, how do you like retirement? I said, I enjoy the flexibility, but I feel non-essential. Mm-hmm. She went, "What are you talking about so the 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 component that we do on mental health, I should have had that before I retired because I actually felt like everybody says. The geriatric population is a non-productive, non-essential component of our community. And I am here to say I am still
0: essential. That's right. That's nonsense, right? Absolute nonsense. You know, you are here. You are essential, right? You have a place in this world, right? And so I think that's just one of the aging taboos. Would you say that? I would,
1: I would. Yeah. Again, again, retired people are just old dead wood in our society because they're not in the workforce anymore. I used to run a support group, Kate, you know, it was for families with people with dementia. Mm-hmm. And I ran it for almost 15, 20 years in yeah. conjunction with the Alzheimer's Association. and And I used to hear spouses and children of folks with dementia and say, you know, my mother's a nothing in this world. She's an an- They're an annoyance now that they have this disease. That's horrible. That used to break my heart because it was still a mother it was still a grandmother it was still a neighbor that they were it was still maybe my first grade teacher
0: right
1: people are essential right
0: regardless
1: of a chronological age and regardless of some functionality
0: or physical changes in their life i agree i agree with you at a hundred percent i look forward to retiring so I can spend more time with my children and my grandchildren and enjoy my life and uh, still use my social worker skills to help those, like helping my neighbor. You know, currently I'm helping my aunt who uh, is in South Carolina and she has dementia and uh, the, the importance of having a power of attorney. She was very smart to establish that prior to her, you know, getting dementia. And uh, now the power of attorney and I are helping to make decisions, the best decisions for her um, in going to the right community. Uh-huh. So, um, but yes, going back to turning that around. Yes, absolutely. I look forward to retiring. Um, so getting back to this podcast, each podcast, we're going to focus on a different aging topic along with having a few guest speakers here and there. Right, Jane?
1: Yes, exactly. We have... Some very exciting guest speakers that will be very beneficial to to you folks out there. We'll have our own support group on the air that you don't have to feel you've got to attend or be put in a spot of having to
0: talk. You just listen to us. I, I agree. So, Jane, what, the first one we're going to talk about, the first topic on our next podcast is going to be the uh, physical changes as we age—is that correct? That yes. is correct. Okay. That is correct. So the focus is going to be on why the hell does this hurt, you know? Um, so do we all have arthritis? Is that the ongoing diagnosis for every ache and pain? Right. 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 And then number two, Jane, what are we going to talk? We're about? We're going to then? talk a
1: little bit about functionality, and that means a little bit of betterment. Uh, with the help of our guest speaker, who will be a physical therapist. And we're going to take a look at, and I know everybody talks about home safety, even insurance companies, healthcare providers are doing some home safety things. But let's talk about what really matters when you're in your home and what's caused a problem or how can we help with modifications, devices, or whatever we need to do. So we'll welcome a guest speaker.
0: Okay, and then our third topic will be about mental health and aging. Um, How do we handle the loss and the fear and uh, the concept of aging in place? And actually, what are those resources to help one stay at home with affordability? And I think really one of the key things for me is when uh, I was raising, uh, my husband and I were raising our kids, I read the book, The Zen of Parenting. So I want to talk a little bit about the Zen of aging with grace because I think that's really key, and that's about being aware, mindfulness. Don't you think so? Absolutely, mindfulness yeah. for sure. Yeah,
1: because I have to tell you, I th- I think another taboo of aging, getting back to our goals, Kate, was everybody thinks of loss in terms of um, a death in the family, right, or a death of a friend, right, and there are so many other. Losses sure. that change us in mm-hmm. our mental health as, as we age. I
0: agree. Um,
1: go ahead, Jane. The next, the um, fourth one's going to be fun because even though. Um, I'm much more humorous than Kate, but I don't like to say that and hurt her feelings while <laughs> we're on the air. But we're going to get into some humor. We're going to get into some humor. We're going to have a wonderful guest speaker that Kate and I both know. Um, someone that's, I'm 68, she's a year older than me, so I'm not giving her age away. Right. But she started a company um, in In her middle to, to years 50s, sixties and she 's going to be with us and talk about a
0: couple different things and spin spin up with some humor so that kind of comes around again about how you were saying about retirement, feeling what non essential right and here is somebody that is going to prove that wrong right correct exactly so then we 're going to talk about spirituality. Um, which I always look forward to. We have a guest speaker for that. But, you know, feeling that inner peace within yourself. Don't you agree? I agree.
1: Yeah. And I want to tell you, in, in my work in the hospice world, I had so many people who were very fearful of what afterlife was, whether you believe in afterlife or you don't, but saying, was I a worthy enough person? Yeah, and we get you get into some some different thoughts about that, mm-hmm. and we're not gonna we're not gonna make anybody disclose or anybody have to speak out about anything. We're just gonna have a guest speaker and talk about that a little mm-hmm. bit.
0: I agree, and then our last topic will be about finances and and understanding your financials, along with knowing about when to get a power of attorney or advance directives those type of forms we're going to talk about uh what else we're going to talk about um medicare um, medicare Medicaid. coverage yeah.
1: for certain things right what i think about financial planning is we're going to connect the physical changes that people have, the functional status that they're presently in, right. the fears that they may have about remaining in that setting, sure. how they can keep a positive mind about that, mm-hmm. um, keep their humor while they're doing it, and seeing what resources they can financially afford to mm-hmm. maintain a lifestyle they're used to.
0: Right, because that is key. Because you're right. If you do not, if you do not have that financial stability or if you don't have a plan in place you do you fear it right you fear aging because you're afraid of what the outcome the end is going to be like correct correct okay so i feel like don't you feel jane we have a we have pretty good topics i mean they're interesting
1: I do. I think they're I think they're relevant,
0: Kate. Mm-hmm. I agree.
1: There's a relevancy for all of us. I agree. As I said, I'm sixty eight, you're not there yet. I'm Co- sixty two by the way. Couple <laughs> so. of, God she looks good, folks. <laughs> and what we're gonna do is I don't care if you're fifty five, I mean everybody starts to panic. They want the movie theater senior discount, but they don't want the things that come with the senior moments mm-hmm. from a physical and 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 um mental health standpoint but I think we have some good things that are relevant to people in their daily lives. Which we're
0: going to educate, empower, empower and share our experience with you. Right? Yes. Awesome. Very good. So we want to close this out with a saying from George Burns who I always loved, one of my favorite comedians you can't help getting older but you can do, you. but you do not have to get old, and I agree with that. You don't have to get old, right? It's all in your mind. It's right. all in how you feel, right? I always say that I feel like I'm 25, but my body is telling me I'm 70, <laughs> 3, 5. It doesn't matter, but I do feel older. My body is making me feel older than I am. So, but... We look forward to our next podcast. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for
1: sharing and joining with us. Kate and I will see you, and we'll talk about some physical changes.
0: So please uh, listen in, and thank you for your time.
1: And tell everybody we're the greatest so we get more listeners.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Bye-bye.